everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, I've got our diva writer, Nathan Wagnon, here in the studio. I'm here. He's here. You asked me to be here, and I'm here. I'm so glad. Thank you. Yeah, it's my privilege. It. I mean, I'm about to be blessed. <laughs> Romans 9, what you got for us? <laughs> yeah, so really quickly, when people come to this passage, the biggest difficulty that people run into is they come to the passage asking the wrong questions. Hmm. So Aristotle said in his book, Metaphysics, that if anybody wants to succeed, that person has to ri- ask the right preliminary questions. So... If you're, if we're, and this is just a basic cardinal rule of, of Bible study methodology. Like if you're going to interpret a text correctly, you have to figure out what questions the Bible is attempting to answer. And then you need to ask those questions. So never more is it more pertinent that we do that than in Romans 9. So Romans 1 through 8, Paul is establishing um, the sinfulness of all mankind. He's establishing the way that God has chosen to to move and save in history, but the primary thing that Paul is addressing in Romans, and frankly, the early church was grappling with, is um, what do you do with Jews and Gentiles? Hmm. Like, do Gentiles have to become Jews in order to become Christians? And so they're wrestling with this, because the Jews all along are thinking of themselves as, hey, we're the people of God. Like, ethnically, we were like we were born Jews, and because we were born Jews, that makes us the people of God. And except there's this inconvenient fact that Jesus shows up and the Jews kill him. So that's a problem. That's confusing. Right? That's confusing. You're right. And so what happens is Paul comes along, he has this encounter with Jesus, and now God is coming in a way that is completely unorth- or unorthodox to the way he's moved in history prior, right? He's now coming and going, hey, There are actually more people who are my people than the Jews. And this is extremely confusing to the Jews. They don't know what to do with this. They're like, what are you talking about? No, it's just us, right? Mm. And so what Paul begins to do in this whole section that typically is known as the sovereignty section, Romans 9, 10, and 11, what he's beginning to do in Romans 9 is he's, he's beginning to ask a series of questions And it's super helpful because we know the questions that he's asking because he writes them down in the chapter. And so we're like, oh, sweet, there's the question right there. And the first one he asks in Romans 9 is, is God unjust, right? Has, is is God fair, basically? And a lot of people, however, come to Romans 9 and they're asking the individual election salvation question. Like, totally. Am I in or am I out? And do I have a choice in this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And what I'm going to tell people right now really clearly is that's not the question Paul is answering <laughs> so in good. Romans 9. So I think that is a good question, and we can wrestle with that another time, but we're not going to do it here because it's not what Romans 9 is talking about. What Romans 9 is talking about is, hey, uh, is does does being an ethnic Jew make you automatically the people of God? And Paul's resounding answer all throughout Romans, and then especially he's double-clicking on it here, is no, it doesn't. Like, you have to have faith in Christ. Now, for the Jews, they're like, wait a minute, you like called us, you elected us, you made us your people. You set us apart. Totally. And so now, wait a minute, we're, we're being grafted out? Mm-hmm. What? That's not fair. Right? Yeah. And that's where the question comes. Is God unjust? 
Um, is is it is God unjust in that now? It seemingly the people who are the people of God are are no longer the people of God, right? And there and the Jews, Paul anticipating the Jews in Rome asking this question, addresses the issue. Hey guys, yeah, I know you think you're good because you're ethnically a Jew, but you're not. You got to have faith in Jesus, right? You got to accept Jesus as the Messiah, and and so he goes through the well. What about um, you know what about Jacob? What about Esau? What about Pharaoh? What about all these things? And what's really fascinating, a point that I think is uh, often left out of this discussion is um, not only in Romans 9 are there uh, passages, allusions to the Old Testament, there's a ton of them, Mm -hmm. right? The potter and the clay, the passage in Hosea, the people who are not my people will become my people. There's a lot of allusions to this. um, And uh, Isaiah 19, there's a really interesting passage where the Lord is like, it's not just Israel who's my people, it's Egypt and Assyria. And that brings the, us up to the point that his intent was never to select some few and reject the others. His his intent was always to save the entire world. Mm-hmm. And so we we see that really clearly in Second Peter three nine, in First uh, Timothy two four, in you know a handful of other places where it's like this is like God's will is that the whole world be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It's like okay, that's really clear. And so you come to passages where people seem to be hardened by God, and you're like, well, is he is he hardening people like against their will? Like they didn't have a choice? Hmm. And the answer is, no, they definitely did. So again, we use scripture to interpret scripture in saying, hey, in Romans chapter 2, verse 5, it says really clearly that because of people's obstinate unbelief and rejection of Jesus as the Messiah— they are storing up wrath for themselves. Yeah. Right? It's not like God is going, look, I know you would repent if I would just let you, right? He's going, no, I actually, and we see this in uh, Romans 11, he's like, all day long, I have held out my hand to you. Yeah, that's what I was just pulling up. To this super obstinate. Yeah, to this super obstinate people, right? And you have rejected me. Like, yeah. Jesus, like you're talking about the lament over Jerusalem, right? Yeah, Where, when Jesus says... Totally. He says, can I read it? Yeah, do it. Okay, Send he it. says, oh, Jer- oh, I locked my phone. Katie, can you edit that out? <laughs> no, leave it in. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it in. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you. Left you desolate. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hey, this is not, in other words, it's like, hey, do we find fault with God? And God's answer is, no, dude, this is not my fault. I've like, I have gone to the greatest lengths possible to uh, extend grace and mercy and kindness to you. But because of your obstinate unbelief, you are now grafted out, Hmm. right? And so because, like the the picture in uh, Jeremiah 18 is, of the potter's wheel, right, is, hey, the potter has the the clay on the spin wheel, and he's molding it, but then the, the pottery just like, or the clay just doesn't cooperate. And it, you know, you've seen clay, it's like, oh, that's really beautiful, and then all of a sudden, just, you know, it, it falls apart, right? Yeah. It collapses. And the potter is like, okay, dadgummit, that was not my intent, but now I'm going to use this clay for a different purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if the clay doesn't cooperate, it gets used for a different purpose. And that's exactly what 
God is doing with Israel in Romans 9. Is he's going, hey, you rejected me. I didn't want you to reject me. I lament the fact that you rejected me. I want to save the whole world. In fact, I was supposed to save the entire world through you, but you failed, right? Mm. And where you failed, Jesus succeeds. He is the ultimate Israelite. And so through Jesus, we have a picture of uh, who God is and what he's doing. And what Jesus uh, calls his students to do is, hey, go and get the rest of my kids back from all of the nations, right? Yeah. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. So Jesus is extending the offer to the entire world, which was always the intent, right? It's just that Israel was obstinate and didn't cooperate, right? And so now you have this exchange where now the Gentiles are in and the Jews are out. Mm-hmm. And um, and at the end of Romans 9, you have that passage from Hosea where he's like, hey, I, if it bothers you that I love the Gentiles and want to include them, then you're just going to have to you're just going to have to be bothered. Like, mm-hmm. I am. I love them and want to save them, and I will use your rejection, which I wasn't for that. Like, I held out my hand to you all day long. But um, I'm going to allow you the free choice that you have. And if that's the way you're going to go, I'm going to use that to bring in the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's where all of us sitting in this room, we're all Gentiles, we're like, yay! Yeah, right? yeah. Like, thank <laughs> now, goodness. Now, a lot of times people will look at Romans 9 to 11 and they'll go, yeah, but it all just seems really fixed. Like there, mm. there's no other option. And what I would say to that is, hey, I would just encourage you to read Romans 9 to 11 carefully mm-hmm. and pay attention to how many conditional statements there are. If you do this, then, then this happens. If you persist in unbelief, then you will be an object of wrath. Which like, is what God told Israel back totally. in look, when they got the law. He's only doing what he's been doing the whole time. Like, I'm inviting you to this, but if you say no, it's not going to work out for you. And that's exactly what's happening. He also says, and yet, if Israel does not persist in its unbelief, I'm going to do what? I'm going to graft them back in. Mm-hmm. That's right? Romans 11, right? Totally is. Yeah. So anyway, that's Romans 9. It's Romans 9. <laughs> I love it, Nathan. Thank you. I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Peace. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.